Hello. Welcome back to the Bloody Bizarre podcast. My name's Emma. I'm Sarah. I wonder if they can hear the washing machine. Washing machine. No, it's the dishwasher. Dishwasher. I guess you can't really stop it, can you? Yeah. Okay, if you hear like a low hum in the background, it's the dishwasher because we're at Sarah's house, Mm. which seems to be a haven of noise. Mm, It always is. It's very hard to find a quiet time here. My brain would implode in this place. (laughs) Yeah. Mine has, very slowly. (laughs) I feel like over the past two years of having Abby that my brain has just kind of like... um, Atrophied. Some areas have atrophied and some areas have become like overactive. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's like misshapen now. It's a banana shape. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they'll look at my skull and be like... (laughs) Anything you want to say up top? Um, Yeah. So sorry if you were hoping to listen to the D Outlaw Pass episode last week because we did say in the episode before that that it would be the next one up. Uh, um, but we decided to drop the spare episode that we had waiting because we thought that Halloween was a good time and also because I was away for the weekend. Emma's going to Sydney like three times this month. Um, so we're just a little bit busy. So we had that one ready to go. So that got posted and... Yeah, now you'll hear this one in okay. the future today when you're hearing, when All right. you're listening. Um, well, do you want to jump in then? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you know that I am doing the Diet Love Pass incident. Um, Is that how it's pronounced? Yes, that's the first thing I was going to say. I have okay. always said Diet Love Pass. Yeah. It's actually Diet Love Pass. Okay. Um, so my first source is Wikipedia because that's, you know, always my first source. Uh, my second source was the Dietlov Pass, um, the Dietlov Foundation. So the website was dietlovpass.com, but it's I use stuff from the Dietlov um, Foundation and also a documentary called An Unknown and Compelling Force from 2021. The Dietlov Pass incident refers to the somewhat mysterious death of nine Russian hikers in 1959. Due to some very strange details in this case, a number of wild theories have sprung up to explain how these experienced hikers died. I know that you're somewhat familiar with this one. Oh, that's the other source that I didn't use, but I'll mention it. Um, BuzzFeed Unsolved did a did an did episode. They? Yes, but it was really old. It's from before Shane was even. Ah. It's when that guy Brett was still. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not. It, it's not very. It's like I think a seven minute video or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, they did do one. So I know you're aware of it. I'm aware of it. I don't know, like, fully all the details. Yeah, Because, okay. you know, my I forget things so quickly. Mm. I was playing a trivia game with um, some friends over the weekend, and um, one of the questions was, when what year did the Max Headroom incident happen? And I got it wrong. And I literally studied that, like, extensively. Was it? I don't even remember what the answer was. 82? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> so, yeah, you could – I could literally – write an essay on something and not remember it the next day retention ain't what it used to be you know sarah can't listen and do things on her phone at the same time so if you can imagine i'm talking at her and she's looking at her phone and just not not being able to physically (laughs) respond i can't get my mouth to like move the (laughs) the max headlong is that his name headroom oh god (laughs) what i mean banana shape yeah it's really proving itself (laughs) yeah 
1987. Okay. News to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the Dietlov Pass, as it is now known, it wasn't obviously called that at the time, is located on Kolat Siakul. I'm sorry. This is like Russian. Yeah, yeah um, that's right. Yeah. Translation in English is Silent Mountain, mm, which speaky. immediately puts me in mind of Silent, Silent Hill, Hill. Yeah. Which is you could call scary. you could call a hill a mountain. Yeah. I guess if you were being like generous. Yeah. So that's scary. This is located in the Ural Mountains in Russia, or the Soviet Union, as it was known at that time. Okay. The Dietlov Pass group of hikers was mostly comprised of students from Ural Polytechnical Institute who were hoping to receive their grade three hiking certification on their return from this hike. At that time, that was the highest certification you could get as a hiker. The group was led by a 23-year-old engineering student, Igor Dietlov, Mm -hmm. and consisted of eight men and two women originally, but one of the men had to turn back early due to health issues. The group was all relatively young, mostly between 20 and 24, but there was one random 38-year-old there as well. (laughs) Well, apparently he – so apparently all of the hikers were kind of like in a bit of a group and then he came along as well and he was like – he really kids. But apparently he fit in really well and he like made – he was really buddy-buddy with one of them in particular. One of the girls? No. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, my reflux is really bad today, so. Have you had any – Rennies? Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to take them. I Can't you take pregnancy ones? I think I can take my Lanta. I have to double check though. That's what Google. I'm... Do not trust Google. Um, no, I, tr- I trust Google as much as I trust a health a professional, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> um, okay. I'm, t- I'm saying that because usually I'll go in there and be like, yeah, I've got really bad reflux. And they'll be like, mm, do you know what you should do? Try and avoid spicy food. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so much. I would have never thought of that. <laughs> that is mind-blowing to mm. me. Try not to lie down after you've just eaten. Um, okay. The trek began on the 27th of January, 1959, with the group setting off towards Gora or Torton. This was when the 10th member of the group turned back due to knee and joint pain. He had a few different health issues, but... I bet the 38-year-old was like, hey, I'm 38. Like, I bet he made jokes. I bet that he was also like, fuck, I'm glad that wasn't me. Yeah, totally, yeah. Um, Yeah. But he he had some pretty serious health issues, I think, as well as, like, this pain issue. I think he had something wrong with his heart, too. We call those weaklings. Well, I mean, he was an experienced hiker. He He was still trying to do it. And, I mean, it saved his life, but... Spoiler, when, you know, all of these people die, he, so when he died many, many, many years later, he asked to be buried. With the group? With the group. Were they like, uh, no? No, they, they, they did. They put him there. On the 31st of January, the group arrived at the edge of a highland area where they camped and prepared to start climbing. People are able to confirm the group's whereabouts in the days leading up to their death with a pretty good degree of confidence because cameras and diaries were recovered after they were found. Okay. Um, so there's like a whole camera roll of photos. This is the 50s, you said? 59. 59, okay. Some of them are kind of creepy. The diaries, not so much. The diaries are very normal, like... Like here today, eight beans. Yeah, yep. And uh, some of them, like, you know... The wind rustled the flowers and... Just like, they moved, they today, today was really challenging terrain, but, like, the group is in good spirits and... They sort of talked about, like, how they were doing as a group and all that sort of stuff. 
And no, nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing out of the ordinary in what they were saying. Okay. Um, but they did sort of track roughly where they were going and stuff. Sure. And Another 30 miles today or something like that. Yeah, okay. and up to this point, their course was, like, pretty what On target. would be expected. The next day, the group started hiking the pass. It seems like the plan was to hike over to the other side and set up camp there that night. However, the group started moving west for some reason instead. Um, it's believed that the weather was bad and they just accidentally got a bit off track Mm -hmm. um got a bit lost due to uh poor visibility but they did realize their mistake after a while but unfortunately this cost them time yeah so instead of hiking on the other side of the pass they had to hike on the mountain instead so they had to hike on sort of the side of the mountain instead of over the other side is that likely with seasoned hikers that they would just miscalculate due to bad weather they're russians they're used to snow and apparently it was quite bad weather like blizzard sort of and it's not like they got completely lost like they they got off course and then they realized their mistake but i think because it had cost them like an hour or two that was enough time that they couldn't make it over before nightfall so then they were like well we'll just set up camp here Mm -hmm. now i'll come back to what might have happened on this night in a minute but for now let's skip forward a couple of weeks Dietlov had agreed to send a a telegram once the group returned from their hike, estimating that they'd be back by the 12th of Feb, um, but warning that they might be a bit later. So when the 12th came and went, nobody was too concerned because they were like, uh, he said he might be a few days late. Mm -hmm. There was that bad weather. Exactly, especially because there was bad weather. Um, But by the 20th, the families started being like you need to send out a search party something's wrong because i guess it's two weeks versus a month now almost a month Mm. getting Mm. towards a month yeah Yeah. it's like yeah almost double the time Mm. yeah so a search and rescue operation was mounted on the 20th on the 26th of february searchers found the group's badly damaged tent i'll also circle back to this date as well because there's some funniness about that date but officially on the 26th they found the tent they also found the remains of a campfire in the woods away from the tent and they found five of the bodies of the group at the campfire yeah okay not near the tent near the campfire okay two were dressed only in underwear but it was found that all five had died of hypothermia that being said they also found that one of the men had a cracked skull although they didn't think the injury would have been fatal and it was concluded that hypothermia is what killed him. By the fire and the bodies, a tree had broken branches up to about five metres high, suggesting one of the hikers had climbed the tree. It wasn't until the 4th of May, over two months later, that the bodies of the four remaining hikers were found. Now, these bodies were further into the woods and most were badly injured. So up until now... They sort of had a bit of a narrative about, oh, well, they all, they all died of hypothermia. Why'd they leave their tent? We don't know, but they all died of hypothermia. Mm-hmm. Then they found the other four with these serious injuries and were like, oh. Why did what? it take them so long to find the extra people? So they're in a different spot and I think that they were, I don't know, a bit more covered up or something. So I think that by May, maybe some of the snow was receding. Okay. Or, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the injuries... One had major skull fractures that it's thought would have been fatal. Two of the others had significant chest fractures as if crushed. A lot of them had bruised and cut knuckles as if they'd been in a fight. 
One of the hikers was missing her tongue, part of her lips and her eyes. Another's eyeballs were removed and another one was missing his eyebrows. Now, it's believed that some of these injuries occurred after they died. Animal activity? Yeah. So two of them were found in like a ravine, like where water was. Okay. And so they believe that that Off could, tissue. yeah, that could explain like the eyes being missing and stuff. Oh, but no- it's, wouldn't the nose go too? Yeah. It's yeah. still strange. Yeah. And also if it's freezing temperatures, you'd think that it would prevent decay of the soft tissue. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It's very strange. Okay. And yeah, the having like bruising and stuff on the knuckles mm. is weird too. So, like, three of them, I think, had that. Mm. But then have you ever, like, crawled in dense snow and you do get, like, cut up from it? I've not crawled in dense snow. Or, like, compacted snow. And it's like it, if you compact snow, it becomes, like, ice. And then if you're, like, trying to get through it. Yeah. And you'd think that would be – you'd be like that. Unless you're not, like, not like that. I don't know why you would crawl like that. Yeah. yeah. An inquest into the deaths occurred and the following points were what I could find on Wikipedia that came from that inquest. Six of the group died due to hypothermia and three due to injury. So this was like after postmortem, this is what they found was the cause of death. It wasn't believed that there was anyone else on the mountain during that time period other than the nine hikers. The tent had been ripped open from the inside. All of the hikers had left on foot Radiation was found on two of the hikers' clothing and the injuries were believed to have been caused by such force that it was unlikely they were caused by a human. I read that it was the injuries were akin to them being in a car crash, so they didn't think that it was just, like, a person hitting them. They thought it was, like, a, a force hitting them. You, you might – this might be one of your theories. What are your thoughts so far? Because I'm getting into the theories next. So Hachi, you can, can you please go away for a minute? Hachi, go on. Mr. Boy, off you go. On the couch. Good boy. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you, cause, yeah, theories are my next. Things, well, sorry. stronger than a human and things like fractures and that kind of shit. Bear? Hmm? Possibly. That's not one of the theories, but. Okay. Well, there you go. There's another one for you. A bear. Call up Vladimir. Yeah. Let him know. I mean, the ones that were at the campsite, at the initial campsite. No, none of them were at the initial campsite. Oh, they found the campsite and then they found the other ones on the way. It in. wasn't even a campsite. It was oh. They had left the tent. They'd all left the tent together because all of their footprints were together. And then some of them veered off and they didn't know where they went. But five of them went into like the where there was like some trees, some tree cover. Yeah. Um, and then there was a little fire that had been set up there. Some of them had burns on them as well. One of them like actually had quite bad burns on the bottom of their legs, but I think that that's pretty easily explained because if they were freezing to death, yeah. they were probably like yeah, right on top of the fire. All right, here's my theory. Yeah. They set up the tent and they're like, <clears throat> we're a little lost. Let's Let's go find... Well, apparently, according to the diary entries, they knew where they needed to go. It's just that they had lost time, so they had to set up where they set up, but they they weren't lost. All right, here's another – here's a new theory. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They set up their their tent. They see something in the woods. They're like, that's weird. Let's go check that out. They all go check it out. Remember, they were in their underwear, most of them. They were all underdressed. They were all barefoot. So there must have been something that caused them to run from the tent. And here's the other thing. Their footprints suggested that they were walking, you can't, not running. You can't, like, say that definitively, can you? Well, 
I guess if you're running, there's a separate, there's a different pattern to if you're walking. Like the foot strike. Yeah. But I mean, it's a pickle of a case. It is a pickle. It's a, <laughs> it's a damn pickle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. New theory. Do you want to? Do you want to hear my theories? Sure, because sure, I'm gonna. That's probably appropriate. I'll introduce some like further information okay, for you. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> Rather than me just muddling my way wildly through. speculating. <laughs> so the first theory is, um, and I'll I'll just tell you now that this is the like generally agreed upon one, okay. and this is the one they've since had another like inquest into this, and this is what they determined okay. is the cause. Avalanche. Now. It's posited that just prior to the avalanche, there would have been loud rumbles and cracks in the ice and snow, which would have alerted the group that an avalanche was imminent. This would explain why they were all underdressed because they were asleep and had to run from the tent. It had also, because, you know, they were on the side of a mountain, Mm -hmm. so they knew that they were in a dangerous spot if an avalanche was to occur. And ostensibly this group would also know what an avalanche sounds like. Yes, they would, they would have known that that's what they were hearing. Yeah. It had also explained the tent being cut from the inside because that's a quicker way to get out than unzipping it. Um, so it, apparent, I read somewhere that like in an emergency, if you need to get out of the tent quickly, that is the procedure that you just cut through right. it okay. and get out. Yeah. So the group would have then made their way over to the woods as the trees would offer protection from mm-hmm. an avalanche. It suggested that three of them were hit with the avalanche, causing their fatal injuries, and the others died of hypothermia in the aftermath. Mm. Um, the other thing is that some people had like cut bits of clothing from, I assume people who had died first and tried to like wrap themselves to be better dressed. Why would you, why would you cut the clothing and not just take it off and put it back on yourself? Yeah. Like some of it was like rags. It was strange. That being said, there are some things that don't fit with the avalanche hypothesis. Okay. Firstly, there were no signs that an avalanche had occurred in that area. A month after the event, the bodies were only covered by a very shallow layer of snow, not really indicative of an avalanche capable of crushing someone's skull. The trees were also untouched. Countering this, though, in 2021, a team of physicists and engineers ran a simulation of the event and found that even a fairly small avalanche could have caused those injuries, so maybe they could. And could the snow have have melted by the time the bodies were found? Any Uh, any excess snow, I mean? um, Maybe, but think about the fact that, like, you could still see footprints in the snow and that kind of thing. Mm. You could, they could still clearly see the tent. The tent wasn't covered. Like, it was, there was some snow on it, but it wasn't covered. Is there such a thing that happens where an, a mountain's like, oh, I think I'm going to, th- uh, and then it doesn't? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> May, that, maybe like, that's something they that They think happened. a sneeze is coming. The mountain thinks a sneeze mm. is coming, and it's like, <gasps> yeah. And it's like, oh, I lost it. I think that's possible. And then maybe in, maybe it was stormy and blizzardy mm. and they walked to get protection and then they lost sight of where the tent was and froze mm. and maybe then i don't know about the injuries but well then a bear came along <laughs> um others have suggested that while trying to escape the avalanche those with the injuries could have fallen down a snow hole do you know what a snow hole is no i just imagine it's like a snow shoot like a kind like, of yeah, like a little like a, a pothole like a yeah yeah um and so maybe that was enough to cause those injuries um, mm. Studies of the area have also shown it's a very unlikely spot for an avalanche to occur. And since the Dietlov Pass incident, no avalanches have been recorded in that area. Okay. Finally, the footprints leading away from the tent suggest all nine people, this is what I was saying, were walking at a normal pace. So not yeah. running as you would expect if they had left in a panic thinking that an avalanche was imminent. Mm. 
so I that's that's the bit that gets me is that they were so in such a hurry to, if this was the case they were in such a hurry to get out that they cut the tent they were wearing their underwear even though it was freezing conditions didn't even put shoes on mm. but then walked away from the tent so that's theory one okay theory two is catabatic wind a catabatic wind is high density air which descends from a higher elevation like a mountain down a slope with gravity helping to push it down this creates a very intense wind that can be hurricane strength. So even when there's no storm or no like stro- like hurricane activity or anything, it's just the this kind of phenomena can create really really high winds, um, really strong winds. These kind of winds are common in elevated areas that are covered by ice and snow. There's a lot of them in Greenland and Antarctica, for example. It was this was suggested after eight Swedish hikers were killed and one seriously injured by a catabatic wind in a location that was said to be geographically similar to where the Dyatlov group were. Hmm. Okay. Does that explain like the Doesn't explain enough for me. Okay. To be honest. In my head, and I know this is incorrect, and I'm just being transparent here. Hmm. In my head, air and wind and gravity are all the same thing. What? I know that's not right. <laughs> It's just they all. If you were if you were to look at my brain when like if you look at to, to look at the areas of my brain that lit up when people said those words, it'd be the exact same area. You know, Gravity is totally different. I know. Though. I know. <laughs> like I can get you thinking wind and air, but earth, wind and fire. Gravity is. Yeah, I know it's. So it's different. I know it's a different thing. Anyway, uh, theory three: animal attack. Okay, so this is. There's not a huge amount to this one because no okay. animal tracks were found, even though footprints were, and it would have been unusual for the group to all leave the tent walking at that if there was an animal attacking them. But yeah. as you said, maybe they left for some other reason and then an animal attacked them. So so here's where I'm at at the moment. I've got many more theories to okay, go. Okay, sorry, keep going. <laughs> okay, theory four. That was the, the dishwasher. It sounded like um, he did a fluff. <laughs> Theory four, military activity. Okay. Remember, we're in the Soviet Union in 1959. It's theorised that the Soviet military may have been carrying out exercises in the area. The group may have heard or felt a bomb being dropped or set off and left the tent in a panic. This would explain why some of them were seriously injured and others just froze because it's said that some could have been hit with the blast while others escaped. There was also records of bombs, parachute mine, um, like these things called parachute mines, being tested around that area during that rough time period. In addition, there are reports of glowing lights in the sky in the area on the night this occurred. And um, there's even, when you look through the photos that the of group took, the last photo on the roll is like a blurry photo of a light. Okay. I can't really tell what it is, but some have theorised that they took a photo of this light that they were seeing in the sky and other people in the area saw this light in the sky as well. Right. Um, this would also explain the burns to the bodies and why radiation was found. There's Two an, of the bodies? Yeah. There's another reason, though, for the radiation, so I'll, okay. I'll get to that. Um, another strange thing is that after the bodies were recovered, some family members said that it looked like their skin had gone an orange colour and their hair had turned grey. But that being said, this can also happen naturally as a result of mummification because the bodies were out in the cold so long. Right. So there's that. Okay. Theory five is paradoxical undressing. 
Mm. You've heard of this one. This one was they mentioned in the BuzzFeed episode. Yeah. When people are experiencing hypothermia, a strange phenomenon can phenomena. Phenomena. (laughs) (laughs) Can sometimes occur called paradoxical undressing. Basically, you start to feel very, very warm, almost like you're burning up, but you're actually freezing. Mm. In response, you start removing clothing. Many of the group were wearing underwear or only light pyjamas, but others were much more well-dressed. It's possible this could have happened, but doesn't fully explain why the group were out in the first place. Yeah. Theory six, infrasound. This theory was suggested by author Donnie Eicher. It was suggested that infrasound could have caused panic, causing the hikers to leave the tent half-clothed, but in researching infrasound, it seems like it's mainly just annoying to experience. Yeah, okay. It's unlikely it would have sent all nine people into a full-blown panic. Yeah. Now, I've got a couple of, like, silly ones here. So I haven't written much for them. I've just... Russian Yeti. (laughs) There's no real evidence, obviously. Um, But there is a documentary about this theory. I can't remember what it's called. I didn't watch it, but... Um, Yeti, I guess. Trying to think of what it could be called. It's something about killer. I think it's something killer. Uh, UFOs is another theory that's been suggested because of the light in the sky and the radiation and like the weird injuries and stuff like that. Um, another theory was internal argument within the group that had broken out, but that seems unlikely as well because they all were getting along fine. According to the diary entries and the photos, everything was normal. So it's a bit weird for some fight to have broken out, but I guess one of them might've just gone nuts in the middle of the night and that's why they had to, yeah, maybe. But he he died too. Now, the last theory I'm going to talk about a little bit because this was the one that the documentary kind of landed on. So that documentary that I watched, this is what they kind of suggested happened. So in that area was uh, the Indigenous people, the Mansi people. Mm -hmm. There was another Indigenous group in the area as well, or a different name, but it started with a K. I didn't write it down. I should have. But the Mansi people were the main people. Where they went, they were close to Mansi, um, apparently like sacred sites. And so it's suggested that some of the Mansi people might have been offended that they were in this area and killed them. Now, the Mansi people were helping with finding them when they when the search party happened. Mansi people were helping them, and they were some of them were questioned, and they were all like cleared. cleared yeah. But when you look through the camera roll of the the Dietlov group, they did have things in the camera roll, like um, uh, they'd taken photos of like stick structures that were set up that were Mansi. There were markings on trees that were Mansi. Looks a little bit Blair Witchy. Right. That's why I said it looks a little bit creepy when you look through. Only only given like the context of what happened. Yeah. Um. So they were definitely in Mansi land. Yeah. yeah. So it's been suggested that possibly they were killed by Mansi people. Mm. I, I'm like, I don't know if that, cause I'm not like aware of the context of that situation. I don't want to like suggest that because it could be like racism coming through. That's the mm. reason that that was suggested, Yeah, but that is what this documentary well, kind of boiled down to. I heard somewhere that the Mansi people were like, were aware that people were using the land and were okay. They were. Like, they were like, you know, like, yeah. Like, and they said it's fine. It's fine. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
100 yeah. percent. So that's, that's what they said they were like yeah. yes we we knew that people hiked there it's yeah. no big deal yeah um said like oh there's no like real sacred sites and stuff but apparently in this documentary they were like actually there is a sacred site the very close is, to there the other thing is what they're going to kill people by forcing them to freeze to death no, I think I think that they're suggesting that there was some kind of altercation. That but but not, a number of them died from hypothermia. Yeah, so maybe there was an altercation. Some of them died just from freezing. Some of them died from being no. attacked. I don't like that one. That one doesn't smell right to me. Mm. What? That's that's the last of my okay. theory. So what do you think after hearing that extra information? Here's what I think happened. I think the group saw the green light, and so they, so they were in the tent. They were in the tent, and they couldn't see out of the tent. They were in the tent, and it was like top. Okay, they hear this boom or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and and they and then they through the tent. It's oh, it's top, is it? Mm-hmm. It's not like tent material. Okay, mm-hmm. well they hear this boom, and they're like, "Fuck, it's a avalanche." Mm-hmm. They cut the tent to to make their exit. And then as they cut it, they see this green light in the sky. So they're like immediately like, oh, no, it wasn't an avalanche. So they're not running. They start, they're confused. They're confused and they, go, they start walking towards the green light to check it out. Why they wouldn't just grab a jacket, I'm not sure. Or shoes. Sure. But let's just say maybe it looks closer. You know, objects in your mirror appear closer than they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like that objects in this area appear closer than they are. So they start walking towards it. They realize they've come quite far. Maybe they can still see something weird. Maybe maybe the military is starting to get on ground or whatever. Who knows? They make a little fire. A few of them are like, we're just going to go and explore a little bit further because I think it was over that way, actually. So then if a little group of them go, that, go further. Remember, they would have been freezing at this point. They would have already started to freeze to death because it was like minus 40. Maybe they're feeling a little confused. Maybe. Um, maybe some of them are even injured. Maybe there's been, maybe there was future um, further drops or further like military stuff that happened. Okay, I'll just tell you now because I said I was going to come back to it. The radiation that was found on a couple of their clothing, two of the two of the hikers had worked for a company where there had been a radiation leak, and it, and it was those two that had it on them. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, why even mention it then? <laughs> it was not relevant. Oh, and two of the people had blonde hair. Like, okay. <laughs> because it, it's a, a lot is made of it. And I had read that before. Okay. And it wasn't until I started researching it that I found out that two of them had worked at this place where there had been a radiation leak. All right. So two of them then go further. The ones around the fire die of hypothermia. Mm-hmm get their burns once that go further in get accosted by the military that have come that are so like, you've abandoned the bear theory well i'm just thinking now there was no bear tracks yeah because you said there was no, no animal tracks mm. and i figure i figure a bear would have had like slash marks yes exactly they would have been cut okay well <laughs> there would have been bites and scratches and like missing eyebrows and stuff it's weird it is weird it is weird i bet there may be like maybe future animal activity and then and then their tracks were just like maybe they didn't even report on the tracks maybe the maybe the in, the investigation was like flawed which i imagine it probably was in the 60s maybe i'll tell you what this is one there's very few where i come to the end of my research and i'm like i don't know usually i'm like in my head i'm like it must have been this it must have been that this is one where i'm still like i have no idea i don't know it's so weird i do think it's possible that 
there was an internal there was like some sort of fight between them mm-hmm. but while like they one all... of them went nuts <laughs> like yeah but then but then uh, it just seems weird for them all to walk together and then, but then one of them might have had one of them might have like smuggled a gun no there was no weapons found <laughs> or one of them was, could have had a knife on the other one and was, was there any indication that perhaps they were on any substances no it don't, don't the Mansi people use mushrooms and stuff? I don't know. That wasn't mentioned. Anyway. I'm pretty sure I've heard somewhere that the Mansi people have these mushrooms that they use for things and they can cause but they, psychedelic th- stuff. These, these guys didn't cross paths with any Mansi people. No, I know, but I'm pretty sure they grow in the area. You think the hikers just were randomly like, let's eat these random mushrooms we found? I might be conflating two stories. I think you might be. But also, no, I, did, I never. I, I did never hear something this. about them potentially, like, getting on psychedelics. And also the 20 and 20, between 20 and 24, maybe one of them did bring some drugs. Well, maybe, but nothing was found. Yeah, um, but after the t- time that they were out there, surely it would have left their Remember, it's 1962. It wasn't the six. It wasn't like into the swing in the 60s or the 70s where drugs were readily available. It was. It was 1959. So, 1959. I think drugs are pretty readily available then. I don't think they were in 1959 in Soviet Russia. If you grew up in 1959 in Soviet Russia, let us know. Yeah, I, it wasn't. And and these guys were like pretty straight edge kids. They were. Yeah, that wasn't really suggested at all maybe people from any of them maybe people just didn't think of it <laughs> maybe so what what are you landing on then you're thinking fight no i i actually have no idea but something something obviously caused them to leave the tent in a hurry yeah the other thing is in this documentary somebody else looked at the slash marks in the tent and said i know that looks like it's been cut from the outside huh so there's some debate about whether it was cut from the inside or outside Mm. so yeah who knows i think i think there's just too many it could have been this it could have been that there's not enough evidence just that's the other thing i was going to say so when they first i I mentioned the um the tent being found apparently had been found by the some people in the search party like two days prior but they only told everyone like two days later or something there was a bit of confusion about when it was actually found did they provide any explanation as to why um no no it's just like these guys wrote in their like diary log log thing yeah found the tent but the date that they put was they could have just put the wrong date but it was like i don't know the 24th or something and then on the official thing it was like tent found on the 26th Hmm. So there's some weird stuff there. The military also turned up, and the military turned up. Um, who? What's the um, the cage? Is it the KGB? Yeah. yeah, KGB turned up to like the funerals and stuff. So there's some. There is some weird stuff like that. that I don't happened. trust. I don't trust the Russian military nor the Russian government as yeah. far as I can throw them. Yeah, and I I think that they had some involvement in this. Could have, and that's why there's such a kind of adamant no it was a you know it was an avalanche it was a mountain event Mm. yeah yeah and a lot of people do think that that it was some kind of military involvement i do think that the lights in the sky is interesting yes because that was like people other people in the area yeah everyone was like yeah there was these glowing lights in the sky that night i know i don't often get on my conspiratorial high horse Mm. this one it's not really a high horse (laughs) 
conspiracy train. Conspiratorial. You don't often jump on the conspiracy horse. I'm jumping on the conspiracy horse. Okay. And we're riding off. I think government. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I still have no idea. It's okay. one of it's one of the weirdest. Let us know what cases you think. I have ever researched because there is just so many weird factors to it. Yeah. And yeah, as I say, it could be that things were not cor- um, correctly recorded in the first place so or investigated. Investigated. Yeah. Maybe their footprints could have been running or maybe mm. the conditions were so that they couldn't run and they were just walking as fast as they could was there also know. not like um skis that were still upright yes yeah. that's the other thing about the avalanche theory yeah. is that there were things that were stuck up outside the tent that were yeah. still upright yeah so you would think if a if an avalanche was capable of crushing a person's ribs they would also knock over some skis yeah the, and uh, like it really like one of the women who whose chest was crushed it was crushed to the point that her rib had punctured her heart that's how so hard it like, turned in yeah or like crushed that mm-hmm. way um, so really hmm. significant amount of force needed to yeah to cause that anyway that's all i've got i'll tell you what it's bloody bizarre <laughs> it's bloody bizarre <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so you people that are listening to this tell us what you think do we have any listeners in russia I think we do, yeah. I've told uh, a couple of my friends that we do, so um, I must have seen it at some point. I would love to hear what Russian people nowadays think of this because they, in the documentary, the guy went to Russia and he was mm-hmm. interviewing people and people did think that it was sus and they had all different ideas about it. But I'd love to know if this is like something that <laughs> that um, they have We have a regular listener in Poland. Yeah, so Poland, that's pretty close. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. Bulgaria, I think. Did you know that um, there's, I saw this TikTok the other – oh, it could be wrong. But it was like um, different countries' travel advisories about what countries are safe and what countries aren't mm-hmm. safe. And Australia was like safe for everywhere except Russia. <laughs> Russia had us down as an unsafe country. <laughs> Don't they have a lot of places down as unsafe? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but tell us what you think. Give yeah. us your theories. Mm. And if Sarah missed anything, which is entirely very possible – Yeah. Um, let her know. Yep. If there's some like new information that was maybe on the news over there and it just didn't. Or just on a different source that she didn't look at. Yes. Um, thanks for telling me that. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing next week? Ah, next week I, once again, have you pivoted pivoted? again? (laughs) What is the point of you even writing them down? There is no point. At this point, there is no point. I am doing next week the um, the Havana illness. What is it? The Havana sickness. What is it called? Oh, is it a disease? Oh. Hang on. I'll tell you what it's called. I was literally looking at it this morning. Okay. Havana syndrome. Okay. Heard of it? No. You probably have when I start telling you about it. I've heard of the Havana Paris syndrome. Na, na. What is, is that? Paris syndrome? I don't know if that's what it's called but it's basically this um thing where when i think i think it was japanese tourists that they were talking about and they go to paris and they're so disillusioned oh, with how gross it is yeah that they go crazy or is, I, I think paris is beautiful and mm. like even the areas that were like kind of dirty this the facades of the buildings are still incredible i, I think yeah. paris is beautiful but perhaps I mean, Japan's extremely clean, clean, <laughs> and maybe they're just romanticized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's not that. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what it is next week. Cool. Can't wait. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.